I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead. Joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. Hitting that snooze button this morning. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? The baffling kings took Bagley over Luka. You got to love it. I know. It's great. I just <laughs> I I love when we beat the kings and the kind of hawks now and the suns. It's always just fun ever since Luka got here. But, um, yeah. Beat the Kings, and Luka had an incredible game, incredible passing game. And the whole, like, Larry Bird stuff and all these people trying to compare him to different players, it's, it's so much fun. Uh, I think I think Magic Johnson's a little bit into his game, too. Um, I just think I enjoy finding different parts of different legend players that are in his game. And tonight, his passing ability was just, I mean, was on full display. On point on on all of it. It was on all of it. <laughs> all right, on this on the show today, we're gonna break down the Mavericks 127 to 123 win over the Kings. Came down to to the end, a nail biter <laughs> at the very end. One of the most boring nail biters, I think, towards the very end, uh, as it became a clutch win for the Mavericks. Kudos, That's incredible. Kudos, kudos to the Mavericks for padding their clutch stats, clutch win stats <laughs> that they really needed to pad. So came down as a clutch win. We'll talk about that. And, of course, we'll talk about the return, the not return, the return, and then the not return of Kristaps Porzingis, the will-they-won't-they, the Ross and Rachel of NBA injuries. We will talk about that. We'll hear from Porzingis, some audio via uh, our friend of the pod, Brad Townsend. And so we will hear from Kristaps Porzingis. Isaac, let's get into that first. Kristaps Porzingis was set to – well, he was – he was questionable pretty much all day, but Tim McMahon mm-hmm. was reporting that it was, you know, that he was supposed to be able to play, and that the plan was that he was going to play in the game against the Kings. And then um, I'm looking up the exact tweets. Okay, at 8:36 Eastern Time, so 7:36 Central Time, Brad Townsend tweets out: "Porzingis will play." Carlisle confirms, and then it. <laughs> At 8.21 Central Time, so not even an hour later, Brad Townsend tweets, Porzingis has been scratched from the lineup due to right knee soreness. So he was set to play. Carlisle confirms it, didn't confirm a minute count. That was even mentioned. And then a late scratch from Kristaps Porzingis. Um, I think at this point, let's before we break down anything else, I think we should hear from Kristaps Porzingis. So let's get into that audio. This is Kristaps Porzingis. Um, talking to Brad Townsend after the game about why he ended up not playing and you know what he was feeling. Again, it was knee soreness, the scratch, and all that kind of stuff. So here's Christoph Porzingis. Good pain uh, or stiffness? Yeah, just, or? Just, just, yeah just, just a little bit of pain on certain moments. Didn't feel that good out there. And so in case he made the decision to take some more time. Had you had any pain in recent days? I think when we were talking last night, you thought no, it was over. Right yesterday I worked out, full, like not full workout, but solid workout, 25, 30 minutes. 
Uh, it felt good. Didn't feel any like sharp pain or nothing like that while I was working out. And then today I kind of felt it a little bit more. And then start warming up, start doing some stuff, and you know I kind of felt it more and more. So told the medical staff, and you know. Obviously, you know, they, they, they've been really cautious with everything and, you know, made the decision for me to take some more time. So there's been a lot of talk about what this means. Should we be worried? Many, I think that's the tweet I get the most right now. Should we be worried? Nick, should I be worried? Are the Mavericks withholding information? Are the Mavericks, you know, that storyline is just funny to me. They're just saying, they're just saying knee soreness. Well, the the thing is, if if you're just reading this, you're saying, well, his knee's sore. When is it not going to be sore? I mean, what's he doing that it keeps being sore? It's been two weeks. How long is that knee sore? Like, I can understand the progression of, like, they're saying knee soreness. They're still saying knee soreness. It's been nine games, it's been over two weeks. And how is his knee still sore? Like, I, I, I can get, I can understand where fans and even me at some points during this go from, you know, oh, this is, you know, they're trying to be careful and cautious to, wait, hold on. Maybe the Mavericks are actually holding back some information. Maybe they're not being completely candid about this whole Porzingis situation. But I think the key with this right now is that Porzingis said Casey, Casey Smith made the decision and that he told Casey how he was feeling. And basically Porzingis said, you know, before the game, he said, I was feeling a little bit of soreness. I wasn't feeling it before. I did a little bit of a workout. Then I told Casey Smith how I was feeling and Casey Smith made the decision. I feel like that was the key point in what Porzingis said. Yeah. Um, just reading between the lines of what's happened over the past few weeks, you know, you set out, this would, uh, is his ninth straight game that he set out. You know, when he talked the other day, uh, what I, I think is after a game, whatever, he kept on referencing, you know, the plant and then, you know, this was the plan and just reading between the lines, I'm not saying this out of, you know, source thing or whatever. It looks like when, when the first, you know, injury happened at Lakers game, you know, a few weeks ago, whatever, it feels like they set a plan out and a timetable. They just didn't vocalize the timetable. It feels like they had a plan in place. They had a timetable in place, whether it was a set, eight games, whatever. It looks like they targeted this road trip, even going back a few days ago to where before they even went on it, Rick was like, hey, you know, it's a possibility on this road trip. We'll see how it goes, blah, blah, blah. It looks like they were targeting this time frame. But everything's based on how he feels. And, you know, he obviously set out, you know, the night before uh, against the Warriors and he goes on the Sacramento thing and they were all in. This was, this, that's another thing to where that's a hole in the, that's, for me, it's a hole in the, oh, the Mavericks, they're trying to orchestrate something, blah, 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 blah. Hmm. They didn't want tonight to happen. They didn't want him to be active. They didn't want to hype up and tweet out and all this stuff yeah. that he's playing and all this stuff. And then, bam, he's not playing. Like, this is the last thing that they, they want to happen because it brings even bigger spotlight on it. And my thing to the whole, like, information, you know, map stuff is they don't have to tell us anything. Like, with as far as, like, details on it, we don't know who the, what teams they talk to about trades and all this stuff. Like, we don't have to know exactly. If you're if we were in that spot, we would be playing the same card, right? Yeah, well, come on. This is not, like, state secrets. This is a player's injury. Like, if it was something more... Yeah, a player injury, for sure. Like, why would, why would you not... Why would you not be hesitant about the information you put out there from game planning for other teams, from, from PR stuff, from everything? I don't think the Kings are... I mean, not the Kings, but Kings I'm just are going to change their game plan if Porzingis is playing or if they're not. I mean, they're going to drastically do something different. 
I think the state secret comment would make sense if it's like, hey, what jersey we wearing? That's not a state secret for a jersey. Who gives a crap about a jersey? But we're talking about a player playing or not and how long they're going to be out. PR stuff with fans. You Somebody you just gave a max contract to. All this stuff and stuff. I'm, I'm, I totally get the whole like, hey, like we're going to try to downplay it as much and try not yeah, to you make downplay- a bigger deal about it. Yeah. Okay. When you say day to day and all this stuff compared to if there was a plan of two weeks or three weeks, what if they came out on day one and said, Porzingis is going to be out three weeks. He's going to get a knee injection in, you know, two weeks, whatever. What would the freak out be? It would be big, right? I mean, like if that happened three weeks ago, everybody'd be freaking out. I'm saying he's gonna be out three weeks, blah blah blah. There's a so knee injection. The are withholding information. I'm not saying that. I'm saying <laughs> if that was the thing, that's the way. But even if they are withholding information, which so you're in saying every they would, situ- you're saying they would withhold information. You think they would? I'm saying if they do, I don't care because I would do the same thing. Like, yeah, as, as fans, we're like, we want all the information. I want to know who Donnie Nelson talks to on the phone and talks trades with. I would <laughs> die to know that information, but. I mean, that's you would not. You couldn't relay that information on the podcast if you died. The the only reason why I think this matters is once once the gambling shows up and daily fantasy sports is a thing right now. Like that matters for that kind of stuff. Real money is attached to it, and if the NBA wants a piece of some of that, then this is the kind of stuff that they have to clean up. This whole you know he's he's not even day to day. It's just knee soreness, questionable, questionable, out out. Like I don't think medical staffs are going to give one crap okay. about people and the medical their- staff won't but the NBA will the NBA will have to, to give one because they're going to have a lot of people upset them but, if but they then don't. again how can you change that though like even if the NBA wants to crack down on the resting stuff look at the Clippers right now they get mad about the load management stuff all you got to do is just reword crap and then he's setting out for rest he's setting out for rest but they're just satisfying the NBA because they can't name it that there's ways around the system with that so NBA teams and medical staffs are not going to have a crap about betting and all that stuff. They want the better better advantage to get more wins. And sometimes being vague about things or it's not even... But the thing is, even... I'm in both sides. If there is information they're withholding, I don't care. I get it. I mean, I want to know it, but I get them not doing it. But even if there's not, there's still a route and pathway that... There is no information that they're withholding. That, hey, his knee's sore. They're rolling with it. They're going to try to treat it, give it some time off. And then they try the, you know, the, the injection, the PRP stuff, and they'll go from there. So I'm not. The, the weirdest thing yeah. is that it doesn't seem like anything really happened. It's just all of a sudden his knee was yeah. sore. That, that to me is the weird. We don't know what caused this knee soreness, right? Yeah. Something, during, was- something during the Laker game, apparently, just, you know, forever ago. Yeah, and I, I haven't been like worried through this whole thing. Everything, any person At I've all? talked to, no, 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 I'm getting there. Okay, I, into into the any person I've talked to about the Mavs stuff or about this Porzingis stuff with Mavs people, it was just hey, this is caution. Like they're just taking the long route to this, being really precautionary about stuff. Blah blah blah. Until tonight, that I didn't like tonight. I didn't like how because I knew tonight. Once they promoted all day, KP's back. They said it, even call out pregame and all that stuff. I I was never an ounce worried or anything until the moment that that first tweet came through from Brad, whoever it says, he's a late scratch. Because then that's not part of the plan. Then it was. So hopefully it's just, hey, they're... He just felt it a little bit, and they're saying, hey, let's just shoot for Friday and go from there. But that was the first time that I'm like... 
dang, okay. Like, if he's been working out and this was their plan and they, like, if he came back and played 25, 30 minutes tonight, I would not be worried moving forward because I'm like, this is a plan they set out, blah, 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 blah. But tonight seemed like it broke plan a little bit. And even he said, Casey made the decision and I need a little bit more time. And I don't know that that was a, the words he used, but we don't know what that comment means by KP of how long is that? What's more time now? And the Mavs have a good, you know, lead in the standings. They're not going to miss the, you know, miss the playoffs by Porzingis missing this time. They they have a cushion enough for them to take his injury really slowly, right? Yes. They don't have to push him back. They don't, if maybe if this is the playoffs, maybe he plays, right? Like maybe it's one of those kind of situations. We don't know if it is, but maybe that's what it is at this point. All right, coming up a little bit more about this Kristaps Porzingis situation. Uh, I talked to our friend Dr. Brian, and he has some some interesting comments about the the PRP injection and all that kind of stuff. So I wanted to to read his stuff verbatim. Um, Does Brian scout? No. Why do you always do that joke every every time? Every time. All right. Coming up. Let's get into that. Uh, so a little bit more about the Kristaps Porzingis situation, and then we'll break down the Mavs versus the Sacramento Kings win a clutch win. LOL. Clutch, clutch win. But before we do, Isaac, mm. I know you're still sad about your Ravens. Yes, very. But are you the type of fan that knows football so well you could choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all of your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. A lot of a lot of people, mm. especially listeners, think that they know more than us, think that they know more than most people, think that they know more about sports more than anybody. True. Um I was watching the Amazing Race the other day with my wife. That's the thing we do every single night. We make dinner and then we watch an episode of Amazing Race. We're like way back. Like we started from the very beginning. This is still in like standard definition. And Weird there, flex, but okay. There's a, <laughs> on Hulu. There's a, <laughs> they also have live sports. There, there's this guy and they were doing this challenge and he was going around and he was having to paint this car and then he was having to iron these shirts and he's like, gosh, why can't it just this be a sports trivia or something? Well, that guy, he should be on my bookie <laughs> instead of going on the amazing race. So yep. go to my bookie. And you can get uh, you can get a match for your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand dollars. That means if you deposit two thousand dollars, you get an extra one thousand dollars in free money to play with. Just use the promo code Locked On NBA to activate the offer. Again, they will match your deposit by half. If you deposit hundred bucks, they'll give you fifty bucks to use to play with to put on some of these games. NFL. You know, playoffs are coming up this weekend. There's NBA games all the time. You can get all kinds of stuff. MyBookie.ag, promo code LOCKEDONNBA. All right, Isaac, let's get into a little bit more of the Porzingis stuff. I wanted to read what uh, what our friend Dr. Brian said um, about the PRP injection. He says, uh, a PRP usually takes a while to work, longer than a steroid shot in most cases. He said... Um, Steroid, you can think of it as days to weeks. A PRP sometimes won't fully kick in for a month or so, but we'd be sure to give it a few weeks or a month before we saying before saying it did or did not work for pain relief in a situation. Uh, but PRP usually lasts longer than a steroid shot, and it's safer, no toxic effect to the cartilage. Um, and then he said, he said this whole situation is why I'm glad that I don't have an allegiance to a team, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> um, so that shot takes a while to set in and, and to work. So that was kind of interesting to me. I didn't really know that to me. I just thought that mm. they do the PRP injection. It should work like, you know, that day, right? Just doesn't really work like that. So it's like a, yeah, I was thinking it was more like a cortisone shot that when I used to, I used to get them in my, my foot 
and like for a while after I'm like, let's go. I was like hyped up. <laughs> like I do everything. But. Yeah. It's not like that. It takes a little while to set in. Uh, but, it's, but like you said, it should work longer to try and, you know, fix this, this situation. So Porzingis, I, I mean, I don't know. It feels still day to day. I don't know if we learned anything about a situation other than it seems like the Mavs are in control of this process. They just want Christoph mm-hmm. Porzingis to tell them how he feels. And then they make the decision whether he plays or not. And uh, it's not like Porzingis is trying to hold out, right? It's not like, yeah. you know, this is a new, like, this is a, not a new, like, like uh, Dennis Smith Jr. situation where he's sick and he's holding out. Like, it's not, I don't think it's that right now. So, um, yeah, no, who knows if he's going to play, the Mavs play next on Friday uh, against the Trailblazers. That's at home. That's an 8.30 start. What is all, all these late starts? But uh, super late. Yeah, just with the KB stuff, it's just important to, Uh, think about when we're talking about all the details and all the just specific stuff of it zoom out a little bit and look at the bigger picture too dallas when you look at this season as a whole going into this season their goal is to make the playoffs and even now make the playoffs we're being completely realistic they're not probably going to be in the finals this year and all that stuff but just How dare you them getting to the playoffs, whether it's you know first round series, if they make it you know two rounds, that's a that's a successful year. And when you're looking at the Mavericks, you know moving forward, so even even if Porzingis sets out the next three or four weeks, you know if that you know even if he did that, which it looks like it's not going to be that at all. Well, anyway, <laughs> we can't and say then, we don't know. Yeah, exactly. We don't know. They're still probably going to make the playoffs. So, like, them still making the playoffs, the, everything is about the long-term picture of this. So, if you you don't want to, in the first year of this max contract, you don't want to push something. You don't want to not be cautious with something. You're going to take the really, really cautious route in all of this stuff, especially with Porzingis coming off the injury stuff, even though it's not the knee with the ACL, the past ACL injury and all that stuff. So, I, I'm, I understand how they're you know doing all of it and they're gonna be you know cautious about all of it. I want him on the court and I yeah I would love to know more about it. But yeah, we'll leave it leave it at that. Maps could go 500 the rest of the way and still make the playoffs pretty much. Uh, yeah, even with the win tonight, I mean they're they're a half game back for Houston right now in the standings. I mean Houston lost again tonight, half game back from them for yeah, fifth spot. Fifth spot in you know in the West and let's go. I mean they ho- they just keep hovering around that. Then let's do it. Heck yeah! Thank and they're five you. and four without Porzingis, so it's not you know the complete dumpster fire that we thought it was or that it has been. It's nice to play teams like Sacramento and the Warriors, but you know <laughs> you don't always yeah. get to do that. All right, you want to break down some of this Sacramento Kings game? Yeah. Um, Dallas Mavericks again win 127 to 123. Luka Doncic with the stat line of the night. Stat line of the the maybe his season so far, which is crazy. 25 points, 15 boards, 17 assists. Just to give you some context on this stat, on this stat line. 15, 15, and 15. 15 points, 15 boards, 15 screen assists. I mean 15 assists. <laughs> Don't fire me. Don't, don't, get, hey, David. don't get fired, David. Do we have any jazz fans? In? <laughs> I think screen assists are a real thing, by the way. Uh, that was a Twitter joke earlier today. but They are real. It, they're real. It's it's just, just, I don't yeah. think they're the same value as like a regular assist or a rebound. But anyway, a 15-15-15 game has only happened 48 times in the NBA history in the regular season. Luka becomes just the 16th player to ever record a 15-15-15 game. 
So mm. 16 players, you know, between them, I've done it 48 times. Oscar Robertson was like 28 of those. Um, only six players have ever done what Luca did, which is 25 points, 15 boards, 17 assists. Isaac, did you see the players or do you want to guess? No, I saw it. I retweeted it. Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic did it last year or 2018, I think. James Harden did it. When James Harden did it, it was in 2016, he had 53 points, 16 boards, 17 assists, and he only took 26 shots. That's insane. 53 points. That's James Harden in 2016. Magic Johnson. So that's a huge gap. That's that's, that's, uh, Harden in 2016 and then Magic back in the 80s. Uh, Michael Ray Richardson and Oscar Robertson. Those are the only players ever. 25 points, 15 boards, 17 assists, which is wild uh, in this game. Luca, his passing was just incredible. He's He had one pass that is going semi-viral right now on my Twitter. at Nick Van Exit. You can go look at the play. So Luca is like going to get double teamed on the right wing. He takes the ball on his right hip. He throws a hook shot, a hook pass over the court cross court all the way to the other corner the far left corner so Luca's on the right wing he throws it to the left corner Dorian Finney-Smith is just sitting there waiting and the ball floats like I don't know like you know those dodgeballs that aren't the rubber ones they're like the ones that have foam in there yeah. like the ball floats into his hands like it just weighs nothing right like the air is just yeah. making it float even slower down into his hands and it just goes right to Dorian Finney-Smith and he hits the three I mean, it is just one of the most amazing passes that you'll probably see this season so far. Yeah, just, I mean, it looked like Gene Gray was, like, guiding it into Dorian <laughs> Finney-Smith's hands. And, yeah, just the accuracy, he literally hit it in, in the pocket there for Dorian. And, you know, he drained the shot and stuff, too. But Luca's passing tonight. You saw it, you know, in the box score, too. When, you know, Luca has 17 assists, then that means somebody's got to be scoring uh, the basketball. And, you know, all all five starters were in double fidget. Uh, fidgets. Uh, fidget spinners. Remember those? Fidget, fidget spinners. Oh, my gosh. All uh, five starters had fidget spinners at the end of the game. They did. <laughs> Sitting there on the bench. <laughs> Dwight Powell. Um, so, all five, you know, are in double-digit scoring. Seth Curry, big game off the bench, 21 points. So, you know, 17 assists is really impressive by Luca. That means the other guys hit the shots too. And yeah. his, you know, he went 9 of 10 from the free throw line, completely different from the Warriors game. And, you know, he put up this crazy stat line and he didn't even hit a three. So he was over 5 from the three-point line. And, yeah, just, uh, I mean – it's crazy because it does. It felt like so. Somebody asked me today at work. They're like, "Hey, what's going on with Luca right now?" It feels like he's not having these like you know crazy games that we see on like Sports Center or whatever. I'm like, he's still doing pretty good. It's just he set that expectation. He set the standard there. Of, yeah. Like he's just gonna have these insane numbers. These 30, 40 point triple doubles and yeah. hit these crazy shots. And you know tonight he puts up a 25, 15, 17, and like he had some crazy passes, but. It was kind of still a relatively quiet night, kind of like watching a quiet 15-15-15 I mean, game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had a triple-double how far into the game? I mean, less Third than 20 quarter, minutes. Third quarter, yeah, he, he did it in less than 20 minutes. Yeah, less than 20 minutes. I mean, it was just – it was, it was crazy. But as much as Luka had in a, in a, crazy, a crazy night stat-wise – I thought this was a huge team win as a whole, too. Absolutely. You said, you know, the starters all in double figures. Curry off the bench in double figures. A lot of stuff to break down more from this game. Let's talk about the rest of the team outside of Luka, how they showed up, how they won against arch rival Harrison Barnes, Yogi Farrell, and the crew. All right, Isaac. So 
After- oh, did you see this latest Brad tweet? Oh, no. I did not. Brad Townsend just popped up. Kings folks took notice that injured Bogdan Bogdanovic spent more time tonight catching up with Luka and Boban than he did with his teammates. I mean, is what? Bogdan... What is that? Like, of course he did. He only plays them, like, three times a year. Nick, don't shoot this down. We have to have fun with this tweet, okay? <laughs> because Bogdan on this team would be amazing. Of and course. So anyway. Of course. So I, I just can't wait for everybody to love that tweet and read so much I'll retweet it. it. I'll retweet it. There you go. Signal, Let's go. signal boost it. for Brad. LOL. Um, hey, I'm going to quote tweet it right now with eyes emoji. <laughs> There you go. You guys will know exactly when we recorded this pod because you'll be able to go back and check Isaac's tweet. Uh, yeah, Bogdan Bogdanovich did not play in this game, which was sad, but uh, he got to talk to his friend Luca and his friend Boban that they played on the you know the national team together. So uh, that's, I mean, this is this is right now. Okay, we've talked about this. It's tamper season right now. All-star break's coming up. Luca's going to go to the all-star break. He's going to get yeah. to talk to... Jordan, Jordan Brand, like face of Jordan Brand at all-star break probably. Face of Jordan Brand, let's go. Because Westbrook's not going to be an all-star, so it'll be great. <laughs> Chris Paul, Westbrook, probably not in there. Oh, Chris Paul's not... I guess he's still Jordan Brand. He doesn't have a shoe anymore, but... Chris Paul make it over Westbrook? Ooh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I take John Moran over both. For the math, for the math, he's just having a good week. Like, Shut up, Nick. I'm gonna I'm gonna start leading this campaign really soon. He keeps up a few more games. A few more games. That's it. That's all it takes. Yeah, um, I'll start. Let's go. Curry, 21 points. Uh, nothing else but one rebound, which is kind of funny. Uh, he hit five threes, five of his eight threes. We had Tim Hardaway Jr. with 18 points, six boards, two assists. You had Dwight Powell with 17 points, nine boards. Dorian Fitty Smith with 15 points, eight boards. You had Maxi Kleba with 14 points, uh, stealing a block. Uh, Dorian and Maxi both hit two threes. Tim Hardaway Jr. hit three threes. Man, uh, just all over the place. Um, a good team win, like you said. Who stuck out to you? Man, uh, I mean, at the very beginning, Maxi hit both those threes. I tweeted out uh, when he was two for two, he had hit eight of his last ten three-pointers over the past three games, counting tonight. And I mean, even now, he missed his next three after that in the game tonight. He's still eight of thirteen from three over his last uh, over the last three games, which is just huge for him. It's big with him being in the starting lineup. Uh, it's is it kind of weird now that when Dorian hits a three, it's not like a surprise. Yes, that happened that happened to me two games ago where I expect the three to go in, which is yeah. a new thing. Uh yeah, he was two of five in this game, right? And uh that's forty percent. That's what you want to do. You can hit two and miss three. Boom. You're yeah. gr- you're great three point shooter if you can do that. And that's what he just did in this game and he's been, been doing this whole season. It's wild to see between Dorian, Maxi, and Tim Hardaway Jr., the fact that they have become not just like solid three-point shooters but good three-point shooters has been amazing for this team like they are hovering around 40 percent all three of them and that's you know been massive for this team what's what's gonna be the irony of luca being the uh, sixth best three-point shooter on this team being in the three-point contest (laughs) yeah who would be on this i guess seth curry would be in the three-point contest over luca yeah yeah, yeah, and like you said, Seth shot the ball really well tonight. Five threes. Uh, it just felt like he had confidence going. Justin Jackson, the buzzer beater, revenge game. Yeah, let's he was, go. He was talking smack to Deer and Fox at the end of the game. Yeah, the, yeah, too. He loves those guys, and 
I don't. It's okay. I, I love Harrison Barnes. You know that. Yeah. Like but a, when they like, like when a they brother. play, when they play, when they play against each other, he's not like overly friendly with the Mavericks and stuff. And they I know him. it's just I know, but it's just I know there's competitors out of him and stuff too. But I'd, is it a coincidence that the first play of the game is him posting up Luca and no. he just scores right over the top of him? No, I don't think it's a coincidence either. But hey, Kings fans, you have Marvin Bagley, and you know. 12.7 boards compared to the Mavericks starting center of Dwight Powell, 17 points, nine boards. Some say, some say Marvin Bagley is Ooh. just the American Dwight Powell. I don't know. I don't know who says that, but Ooh. some people say that. Ooh. We do have to shout out Dwight Powell. Another incredible game. He missed two shots, percentage. Isaac. Unacceptable. Field goal percentage. He's, he <laughs> shot 80% from the field tonight. Do you know that he's one of the best layup dunk shooters in the league. <laughs> that was a stat on the broadcast tonight. It uh, was a stat. Dwight Powell yeah. finishing everything, doing exactly what you want him to do, uh, and he's playing his role super well. When him and Maxi play together, it's amazing. And So pretty much what we're saying, Google vote Dwight Powell. You can, <laughs> you can. do that. Join Google Trent Assistant. and Google vote Dwight Powell. <laughs> yes. Trent, make sure you tweet out uh, the instructions on how to do that. Is that five so, pods in a row that we mentioned Trent? That's got to be yeah. a record for a listener. Because every great game Dwight has, then Trent needs a shout out. Except we always mention Mark Cuban, loyal listener of the podcast. Hi, Mark. That's true. What up, Mark? <laughs> um, but yeah, that, I mean that's pretty much all I got from this game. It was great. The, I will, I will ask you this at the end. Well, unless you got something to say, the Mavericks basically could get at the rim almost whenever they wanted to. the The interior defense of the Sacramento Kings team was not great with Bagley and Bialica starting. Uh, if you listen to the Mavericks broadcast, you heard. Um, <laughs> you heard Harp say a lot of things about the Kings players. I don't know if many of those things are true. One of those things he said, uh, this is my favorite, is that he said, you know, a lot of people want to talk about offense. And then he paused for literally 10 seconds, dead air for 10 seconds. And then he said, oh, let me finish my point. When we talk about, you know, a lot of people talk about offense, but with Marvin Bagley, what they like about him is his defense. That is not true, like, even the slightest. I mean, we did a draft profile of him, and defense was the thing that we were really concerned about with him playing <laughs> defense. And it's still true to this day, and the Mavericks could get pretty much to the rim whenever they wanted to. Bagley could be a defense player here. In the ACC? I don't know. What do, what do you think about uh, this backcourt? So, so Buddy Heald, De'Aaron Fox, and Harrison – I guess we have to end, but Buddy Heald, De'Aaron Fox, and Harrison Barnes, 70 – what, 77 points between the three of them? I mean, that wow. that backcourt should be really good, and just for some reason it's not translating into wins for them right now. Pace has to be one thing. They're, they're like 30th in pace, and last year they were second. Luke Walton, I'm not sure what you're doing over there, but that's Shout out be Luke. Shout out Igor Kokoskov, um, lead assistant for uh, Luke Walton. Uh, shout out to Vladi. Shout out to Trevor Ariza getting paid $12.2 million a year. And you, oh man, no. So I, looking into some, ended on this that I that I text you and asked you. Assuming Luca would be at the same level he is now, and they took Luca over Bagley, hmm. where would the Kings be right now? I love doing and this w- thirty minutes into the podcast. And would they be <laughs> would they be better than where the Mavericks are right now with Luca? That's tough. So would so would Bagley to the Mavericks and then 
Luca to the. We're not even talking. Yeah, we're not even talking about the Mavericks. We're oh, talking just about would just, the Kings be better? Just yeah, just just the Kings. Where, like, how would we be talking about the Kings right would now? Would they be better than the Mavericks with Luca? Like, say both teams yeah. had Luca somehow. Like, which team exactly. would win or which team would be better? Man, so you're talking Luca with with Darren Fox and Buddy Heald, and then I guess Harrison Barnes still. That wouldn't happen. Possibly. Like, there's so many ripple effects. Let's just talk about the teams as they are. B yeah. Elite says a stretch four. Uh, you can unlock Marvin Bagley. Like Marvin Bagley becomes, you know, well he's not he's not on the team. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, but let's just say they this, let's just say they like let Harrison Barnes like go and they they got they grabbed a center. Just the idea of Luca Fox, Buddy Bogdan, uh, yeah, Bogdan, Belitza yeah. being there. Like I feel like, and he's at this MVP level. Man, they they could yeah. It should unlock a lot it, for that team. It would have been scary. Yeah. Yeah. And sorry, Kings fans, but yeah, sorry about it. Uh, Tim Cato so, reported that there was a kid there with a Luka Doncic seventy-seven Kings jersey. Do you know what that means, Isaac? Just from context clues, that means because Luka was number seven with Real Madrid. That means that. After the draft, after Luca even got his jersey number with the Mavericks, this kid went out and bought a custom Doncic 77 Kings jersey. It's basically just torturing yourself, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I laughed at it, but if I, I was the kid's parents, I probably wouldn't have like did it because, you're, yeah, you're just We don't know how old this yourself. kid is, by the way. That's true. It might not even be a kid. It could just be could like, be a our age. Girl, like a grown man. Who knows what, like, what kid means in Tim Cato's language. Like It could be... He's just like a banker. He's <laughs> <laughs> not even a kid. Oh, man. Uh, all right. There you go. Yeah. Good win for the Mavericks. Again, they move within a half game of the Rockets as the Rockets lose to the... If you want to enjoy a good Rockets loss, go check the box score of the Rockets-Blazers game. James Harden was outscored by Carmelo Anthony, the revenge game. Let's go. Uh, and I think one tweet tonight by Mike Peasley, ESPN... He kind of sums up this first half of the season. He said, you know, the Mavericks right now are on, on pace for 52 wins. If you if you predicted that they would be on pace to win 52 wins this year, raise your hand. Better yet, just put it down because, you know, there's nobody else. There's nobody that's raising their hand right now because nobody predicted that. And no matter how much of an optimist you were about the Mavericks this year, uh, people were not predict, pre- predicting them to be a 52-win team. And uh, that's incredible. I mean, I, I shot for 43. Uh, I think the over-under on it was, what, 42 or something? Somewhere in there in the low 40s. How many games they win last year? 33. 33. If they hit that 52 mark. The over-under, by the way, was 40 and a half. Okay. Uh, which looks like they're, they're going to shatter that. And, man, if they hit the 52-win mark, Plus nineteen wins, <laughs> no difference between year, you know, last year to this. Let's year. go, so, let's go. This, yeah, cool, cool part uh, midseason for the Mavericks, and uh, we'll see what happens with Porzingis moving forward. There you go, and we'll be back to break down. Uh, I think we're going to do midseason awards tomorrow, breaking down. Um, you know, Mavericks that have played well, and then across the league, we'll do midseason awards. Since pretty much a lot of teams have played 41 games already. There you go, halfway through the season, guys. Half another half to go. 41 more post game pods. Thanks so much for listening, to Locked On Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Boom.